We should be on. Let me double check. You see us on, Will? Are we on? Oh, there we go. All right. Welcome to Uncouth Conversations. I'm with my man, Farid Nassar Hayat. I've known this man, I think, since kindergarten. Miss <laughs> <laughs> right? Chung, Miss Chung. Miss Chung, you know what I'm saying? Since <laughs> kindergarten, like we go way back, man. So it's really good to see you. Um, I, it's so crazy. People start sending me uh, the video, you know, your video. And and people was like, yo, ain't this Farid from, from Washington? I was like, oh, word, that is. Like my inbox start blowing up. So after I saw it, the next day after I saw it, uh, it, it got picked up by um, it got picked up by TMZ when I saw it. Uh. TMZ, and then I saw it on the route. Then I saw it on Grio, and I was just like, "Yo, this is wild." Um, I just want you to, you know, give me your your view of what happened. Give me your perspective of, of what went down. I, um, it was really just a culmination of um white supremacy like it, it exploded you know the thing with white supremacy is either we are going to um, submit and live and you know be peaceable but we will be submitting in that peace or right. we, um fight and the truth of the matter is fight and potentially die right and you know um i think that's the calling of the police is that calling upon death and you know um with asserting any right, you have to understand that um, there's consequences for it, but hopefully you're equipped to um, be able to assert that right and still stand after things are all said and done. And I feel like, you know, that's uh, the evolution that I've been engaged in of how do I assert my rights, stand strong, be a man, be a human, be an African, and, uh, and don't die as a result. Right, because that's the, the juxtaposition of what we have to deal with, right? I mean, the goal is not to die. The goal is to um, raise these kids. The goal is to grow old and enjoy life. Um, but how do you do that with humanity? How do you, um, you know, still have some dignity in that process? Because, right. You know, these people are constantly attempting to take your dignity. And, you know, it, it, it's easy to give that up and um, maintain a level of peace. Right. And I heard you. I heard you and your wife, you were proclaiming even in the video that you said, like, They've been this been happening for two years. So can you tell us about what she's been doing for two years? Um, questioning our legitimacy is the way that I would frame it. You know, um, we moved into this house and um, one of the um, bargains that we made with our kids is we would bring their treehouse from down in D.C. when we moved from D.C. up into New Jersey. And, you know, like I went down there, paid some guys to actually disassemble the treehouse, one of the U-Haul trucks. Put the, all of the wood in the truck, brought it up to New Jersey. You know, it became an expensive proposition and finally hired someone to assist me in putting it together. So, you know, we're digging the holes to put down the, um, the six um, the six by sixes. And um, she literally come up to the side of the gate and was like, hey, what are you guys doing? And um, we said, oh, we're putting up a tree house. And, you know, um, it reminds me of uh, uh, Rashad uh, uh, Brooks, who just got killed a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, I start trying to explain my humanity. I was like, oh yeah, you know, the story I just told you, you know, my kids really wanted this tree houses was the deal that we made, you know, trying to excite, you know, make it a human kind of interaction. Like, you know, look, we human. Like he was doing when he was talking to that officer, hey, I got a daughter, I got a wife, it's her birthday. You know, I'm human, like treat me like a human. 
And um, she responded by saying, are you sure they want that tree house? Because, you know, I think that might kill that tree. And no, no, they want it. We talked to them about that. Well, you, uh, you, you sure it's not too dangerous? Because it might be too dangerous to have a tree house. <laughs> no, we, we good. Well, do you have a permit? Well, we checked and you don't need a permit for a tree house. Okay. And that was the end of it. But it was like, you know, we answered all of her questions and kind of engaged with her in our attempt to be neighborly. We've only been here for a couple months at that point. Right. So that was the first instance. Second instance happened when we uh, uh, um, put up a fence, um, you know, to close our yard. And, you know, again. and she came and she said, well, I, I think your fence is touching my fence and um, it's going to damage my fence by touching. And I, you know, I had my fence guy, you know, can you move that fence over a little bit? And he moved it over a couple inches to avoid the problem. You know, um, I thought you guys were renting that house. You seem to be spending a lot of money on it. No, you know, we actually purchased this. <laughs> wow, that's presumptuous. And, you know, we uh, uh, if you saw some of those um, TV uh, uh, interviews, you see we got a black house. <laughs> well, you know, we went bold and my wife was hesitant to go so bold, but I convinced her to go with this dark, dark gray and black house, which I thought kind of uh, 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 symbolized who we were and the energy that we were trying to create. You know, like, oh, you know, you sure you want to go with that color? So it's just a constant conversation about our legitimacy and the choices we make. Eventually got to a, um, oh, with the treehouse, she said, um, well, you know, four inches on the other side of that gate actually belongs to me. When I put my fence up, I backed it up four inches. So I'd appreciate it if you don't build on my uh, four inches. And I said, okay, move the treehouse up a couple inches. So, you know, I, it, when, I, when I started off by saying, if you are uh, willing to submit, it can be a peaceable situation. You know, every time she asked us to do something, we were willing to do it. And partly because it did not become um, a dehumanizing experience. It was questioning us, and, but we were able to like um, submit without like feeling less human. What changed this past week was that um, because we were not able to submit to her desire, you know, it was like, you know, do you have a permit? My wife, I think, would have answered her questions, but before she was on a business phone call and said, hey, I'm on a call. I'm going to have to talk to you later. I said, I'll come around and speak to you after I finish. And before we can go around and speak to her, um, she had reached over the fence and told the contractor, say, you stop. I need to know if there's a permit yet. And then finally we see that my wife's headed to go talk to her. And before she can get out the yard, she's standing in the yard. I need to know if you have a permit now. So I came out and my only question to her was, is a permit necessary? Well, what do you mean? I, I mean, I just want to know if you have one. Well, is it necessary? I don't know. So then why are you asking us for a permit? And I think that was the first time that we kind of said no, you know, and like peace ended. Like peace literally ended. Because, immediately. Immediately because, you know, like we were not willing to placate her uh, uh, um, desires to question our legitimacy to put up a tree house, to put up a fence, to put up lights in the backyard, to paint our house. Finally, enough was enough. This is uncomfortable. This is dehumanizing. 
So no, and you know, she went in and went in hard. And at that point I um, said, I'm gonna need you to leave the property. Get off of my property. And that energy of like, you know, we are in a conflict now, kind of erupted out of me. And I feel like that intensity of like, you must leave my property is what really told her that, you know, oh no, I'm not gonna submit to you. I'm gonna call the police to make you submit. You won't submit nicely within the parameters and the relationship that we've established. So I can call the police to force that upon you. And that was her call to the police. Her call to the police was to put me literally back in my place or die. If I'm willing to go back in my place, I don't have to die. Right, right. So, so, so let me ask you, in the midst of all this, one thing I did see that I want to commend was your neighbors come out to, to, to fight for you. Your neighbors come out to try to check her a little bit. Can you tell me about that? How did you feel about that? Uh, did you expect that or were you shocked? Uh, you know, just, just tell me the feelings surrounding that. I don't think I was shocked at all because, um, you know, on WBD boys talked about like wearing uh, a mask and having two selves. And, you know, like you said, Dane, you know me, I, um, Grew up on 106 in Normandy and went to Central Park High and Henry Clay Junior High School and Washington High School. In my life, um, I, I, I've had to have challenges throughout my life. Uh, and that person, the vast majority of people on the East Coast don't know that person at all. You know, like they have never um, seen that person. You know, police in the courtroom maybe have seen that person because, you know, you have to be a fighter to be a criminal defense attorney and you have to be bold and you can't be afraid. So like they've seen it in a cross-examination or a witness has seen it. But like in general life, you know, you know, I'm just a normal middle class guy that got a law degree. So I'm safe and I'm comfortable. And um, the neighbors are um, largely people who don't mind living around black folks. You know, we chose the city of Montclair or the town of Montclair um, because it had, you know, a fluctuating 25 to 35% African-American population. My wife checked the schools and the schools had African-Americans. You know, my son had five other African-Americans in his class, five African-American boys and another three or four girls. So it was like eight African-Americans in his class of 25. So we chose to be in this particular town because um, these people in this town are fine with diversity and they pride themselves on that. So, um, and I think that them standing up and uh, um, rejecting her antics um, was certainly emblematic of the people that they wanna be and that they intend to be. So that wasn't a surprise, but who were they standing up for is really a, a part of the conversation that has to be had. Would they had stood up for a person that they didn't know was highly educated? Would they had stood up for a person who has like, you know, literally been spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars improving this house on this block. You know, what they had stood up for a person who they didn't see with a wife and two beautiful young boys riding their bikes out in front every day. Right, right. Or, or watering their grass and, you know, me out cutting the grass or doing things like that. So they were standing up for somebody that they um, certainly could relate to, somebody that uh, um, has similar qualities as them. You know, um, I wonder 
if that same standing up could occur for somebody that you could not relate to as much. So I certainly commend them for like acknowledging that humanity, but um, I do know that it is a, a sliding scale. Yeah, so it comes with conditions, right? Like if you're... You're muted. I said, uh, yeah, it's like it comes with conditions. Like if you're the perfect victim, they'll come out and step out, you know? And, and uh, so I wanted to ask you too, how is your wife doing in all this? Because I, I heard the the anger in her voice. I heard the, the fear in her voice. I heard the, the the resolve even in her voice when she was talking to the young lady. So how is she doing with this? How is she handling all of this? Well, you know, we we certainly have two different perspectives, dude. You know, we are um, yin and yang as it relates to our um, style of fighting. You know what I'm saying? She's like, you don't even know you're engaged in a fight with her when she's fighting. While me, you know, uh, 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 um, I'm a brawler. So um, she certainly would have handled the situation differently than I. I don't think it would have escalated to that uh, level at all. Um, but um, when it was there, she knew that, you know, we have to ride together. We have to be a family. Um, but it's a scary situation. You know, um, we have had a number of people stop by and all positive. Um, by our home to uh, um, commend us and to um, welcome us to the community and things. But the fact that our home is exposed on that video by address is a scary thing. Um, you know, we write in these areas. Um, we talk about abolition. We talk about reconstruction and decriminalizing this and decriminalizing that. But like to uh, have your home identified and like really become somewhat of a target uh, is scary. And that's just scary for us, but scary for the young boys that we have. But again, going back to your earlier point about the community, like they have um, been very, very like deliberate in saying, you know, um, we are attempting to create a space of safety for you. So how is she doing? Well, you know, she wants to move on. She don't want to do any more interviews about it. Um, she wants to, um, she really would like, I mean, she said it herself in multiple interviews, you know, she would like to actually enjoy the patio that we built and um, stay safe and not get sick from this um, virus that's going out there. But um, yeah, you're, you're muted again. Um, I just want to commend you and your wife for, for the way you handled that. Um, because like you said, it could have went a whole different way. It could have it could have escalated, and and like you, it's funny when you said people out there don't know 105th Frank. You know what I mean? <laughs> people out there don't know Century Park and Henry Clay Frank. So it could have went a whole other way. And I'm glad that you know we watched you evolve into the man that you have become. And you know it just sucks that you know this is something that you have to be at the forefront of. But I also feel like it sucks but you're like the perfect person to be at the forefront of this because it kind of always has been your mission to make sure that black people are seen as humans regardless of background regardless of of their past it's kind of been your mission to uh put black people on the front of your platform in regards to like trying to take care of black lives and, and i can say that even before black lives matter before like that's been you more specifically since you've been a criminal uh, defense attorney, you know, I followed your career, you know, I follow you and we talk every time we see each other, you know, and so I know that this has been your life and it, it feels like this is kind of just more a uh, part of your life's mission 
as well, you know, to get out there and show people, yo, this is what you can do. And this is how you can handle it. And this is how you can assert your rights as an American. Mm-hmm. This is how you can assert your rights as American and still hold tight to your dignity as an African, um, mm-hmm. like you said. So, you know, I'm gonna let you get out of here, man. But I really, really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to talk to us. I just wanted you to be able to give your side to our people because I know they've been wanting to, you know, see what's up straight up you know how we talk to each other it's a little different than when you got to talk you know what i'm saying to reporters and stuff so right um you said you're gonna be out of here for a little bit so man enjoy yourself enjoy your patty enjoy your patio enjoy your family yo hug the family for me tell them all tell all of them them. and congratulations on that new nephew you have man yeah man thank you thank you yeah 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 yeah. it's a small world you know me and Lindsay were law school classmates yeah, that's crazy, man. So, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's beautiful for it all to come together. So I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, you have a good one, Fadi. Now uh, we'll talk to you, man. God bless you, man. Yep, definitely. All right. Later.